Welcome to the Junior Golf Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping parents and juniors navigate through the journey of junior golf. From fitness to mental coaching, we cover it all on this podcast. Here's your host, Ro Thompson. I'd like to welcome everybody to our Junior Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Ro Thompson. Man, we got a special guest in on the podcast today. None other than John Cole from Fayetteville State University. How you doing, John? Good, good. Thanks for having me, Ro. I appreciate you having me on. Hey, good to have you on the podcast today, man. I got a lot of great questions lined up for you. But before we get into the golf and the coaching and 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 everything tell us a little bit about yourself personally yeah sure so i'm uh i'm from Fayetteville born and raised i'm 31 years old and i uh i'll be uh be married for two, almost 2 years uh, in may so happily married my wife emery um met her in college uh, stuff like that so a lot of things going on right now man it's kind of that point in life where things are transitioning Good. And where and where'd you go to college, um, coach? Uh so I actually went to Fayetteville State for my freshman year and then I transferred and played uh at Appalachian State. Oh yeah, yeah. That's another good that's another good golf school in, in North Carolina. Oh yeah, yeah, we did great. We had a good time. That was a that was a great school for me and we had a had a good good solid team. We didn't um excel in some areas, but we did we did had a few good tournament wins. It was awesome. Good. And what age what age did you start playing golf um golf coach? Um, I started playing probably around 10 or 12, but I didn't really get into it until I was, uh, eighth grade summer before, uh, high school. Okay. I played a lot of travel baseball and stuff like that. I played golf with my dad here and there, but I never really got into the competitive side and, um, coming into uh, high school, I had to pick between baseball or golf. And I really liked the individual aspect that golf provided. Um, you can make your own schedule as far as junior golf goes in the summer because travel baseball we were gone every weekend you had to go where the team was going (laughs) yeah but junior junior golf you pick your schedule go where you want play when you want and there's nobody to blame if things go south but yourself so I like I like that aspect of it that's that's true that's true and and when and as you were growing up in 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 golf coach how, how did you did you did you feel like it was a tough sport hard sport easy did it come because I because you being a baseball player the swing probably kind of came, kind of came easy to you. How did you, how did you fare with, uh, in, in junior golf? It came natural. Okay. Um, actually growing up, I, uh, I played baseball. I batted left-handed and my dad taught me how to play golf right-handed. So it wouldn't oh. mess up my baseball swings a little bit, uh, <laughs> different, different philosophy there. And, and golf clubs back then were a little, little easier to find in right-handed, uh, in clubs, but, I was a late bloomer. I didn't have a whole lot of offers coming out of high school. Okay. Um, just kind of gradually got better um, as high school went went through and got more tournament experience and things like that. But it definitely the swing came natural, but it was more of the the course management, the mental aspect, short game stuff like that that was holding me back early. Right. That's good. That's good. Now, how did you get into coaching golf? So this came, um, like I said, I played at Fayetteville State, and then I played uh, at Appalachian, got into professional golf, and then uh, gave that a try for about three years. Okay. Realized it was very (laughs) tough out there. It's a a hard road. Right. Um, And kind of like a lot of failed professional golfers, I started selling commercial insurance. (laughs) Gotcha. 
So I, I did that for, for several right. years. And when okay. I was doing that, I was still teaching lessons on the side. So I was still doing, I was okay. still in golf. I was still coaching and stuff like that. But um, one of my players, she was a, uh, her mom had a connection at the community college here in Fayetteville. Okay. And she said they were going to start a uh, men's and women's golf program. Oh. Um, and they were looking for a coach. And so I put in, put in my resume, got an interview and got hired. So we, I started the programs at Fayetteville Tech, so men's and women's. Oh, wow. Um, and we, yeah. So that was, that was interesting. Um, one, I was never in coaching other than helping some high school kids out, stuff right. like that, helping the, they had the coach out there at high schools. Um, but I got jumped right into it as a head coach immediately. So I didn't really have a whole lot of, uh, experience other than my coach at Fayetteville state, my coach at Appalachian, some things like that. So right. got, got thrown into the fire pretty quick as a head coach and it's also a brand new program. So it was, that also let me design it how I wanted it, wanted it to be done, the scheduling aspect and stuff like right. that. So it was pretty cool, but that was, uh, that's how I got my start. It was kind of unorthodox to be going straight as a head coach, but. Um, yeah. That was where I started. And they still they still have the, the team at Fayetteville Tech? I think they're trying to revamp it a little bit. I think okay. uh, after – so I, I coached there for um, three years. Okay. And then um, my third year, we went to the national championship um, wow. for junior college. So we, we were successful immediately when I got there. Okay. Um, and junior golf – or junior college golf was really tough because you keep kids for two years max. Right. So your team yeah. is always train. Yeah, you're all your team is always transitioning every single year. So you've got to be ready. You got to re recruit kids like crazy. You've got to bring in a ton of kids right. because they may be there for one year and then yeah, turn around. Turn, a lot of turnover. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so two years. Two years we were successful. No, it's not. It's not. So yeah. uh, we were very successful early. Went to the national championship, and then that's kind of how this job at Fable State um, came about. It was successful, and then word spreads around stuff like that so good and how, how long you been at Fayetteville State this is my fifth year at, at Fayetteville State so yeah we good. we uh we've, we've had some success already now Fayetteville State's a 26-time CIAA champion wow um, they've under legendary coach Raymond McDougal they won several of those championships so we're just trying to and he was my coach when I was here so I'm just trying okay. to follow in his footsteps uh, okay. we had some really solid teams during COVID um but the CIAA canceled uh, championships um, for both of those years that, that COVID was around. Um, and one of those years we went to the national championship. So we, okay. um, we did that by the automatic qualifiers just for regional ranking. Um, so the CIAA, they get a, uh, they get an automatic bid if you win. Right. Um, but also if your ranking is high enough, you can get in. So that's how we had to really set up a strong schedule yeah. um, and also play well, of course. So things, that's things good. fell right in line for us and we had a great time there. Yeah, that's great. I've been following your team, man. You got some really good players on that team. We do. We've got some studs, and we're reloading for next year yeah. too. We're we're getting ready, man. It's gonna be a, it's it's exciting to what we have come going on here at Fable State. That's good. That's good. So so let me ask you this: as a coach, um, how do you how do you help your players get better as a coach? Sure. So we uh, as a coach, I we I work with the swing, and that's uh something I can do, but yeah, when we're trying to recruit players that are already successful yes. and bring them in and make them better. We don't, we don't spend a ton of days on the range. We play a ton, do a lot of different drills, competitive formats, things like that. Um, our big thing is course management, yes. mental game, um, wedge work, and then short games. Yep. So we're, we're starting to work with a system called decade golf, which I know you're familiar with. Yes. Um, I think that's going to be a big game, game changer for us as well. 
Okay. So we're not. We're just not trying to reinvent the wheel on how these guys play. They already play well if we're recruiting correctly. We're yes. just trying to make them better with what they already have. That's good. Yeah, I had Scott. I had Scott Fawcett on my uh, podcast uh, probably about a year ago, and right. uh, he he was he was probably that that podcast was probably for about that was that lasted for about an hour. Yeah, <laughs> I believe imagine? it. It's, it's a lot of information. I've talked yeah. to him and Chris Zambri a ton and. Yeah. They've been super helpful trying to get started and stuff like that. But it's going to be a – it's an eye-opener. We, we've only been – I don't even think all my guys have their first five rounds logged yet. But just the videos they have, the drills and things like that have already changed the way we do things. You know, it's amazing, Coach, because if you can get – if you can get the younger – if you bless you – if you can get the younger kids really dialed into the videos and understanding decade and taking the time, right. you know – before they get to college oh yeah it can it can be it can be a game changer it can it, can, it is it could turn i mean if you if you got a kid that struggles with you know maybe shooting 75 it may be the difference in them shooting 68 and 75 you know oh yeah yeah you know? absolutely yeah we're trying to save like i said decade it's not going to be a uh a 10 shot swing or anything like right, that right, but right. we may shave we may save one or two shots per person yes but when you got Four count scores. You got three different rounds. I mean, it starts stacking up a ton. Ooh, it adds up tremendously. Yep, tremendously. yep absolutely. Yeah. So, as a as a coach, um, what type of tournaments do you recommend? And we'll talk a little bit about this on the uh, college golf night. But what types of tournaments do you recommend uh, junior parents put their kids in to get noticed by college coaches? Sure. The uh, as a North Carolina school. Yeah. We heavily recruit CGA tournaments, mm-hmm. um, and the CGA rankings are super easy to follow. They're very yeah. easy to pick up on. I can see where a kid's from, find, shoot them an email, find their schedule, go watch them play some tournaments. So I definitely recommend playing Carolina's Golf Association events. Obviously, AJGA is great too, but if you're looking to go to a school that's in North or South Carolina or somewhere in this area, yeah, I would definitely rec- recommend CGA. Just high, high school tournaments are not enough. It can help me play well in state tournament, regional yeah. tournament, stuff like that. That's good. Yeah. But to go compete in CGA tournaments against the best players in the North and South Carolina area, that's where you're going to get picked up, at least by colleges in our area. There you now, go. Now, schools in Virginia and Maryland, Georgia, they may not be looking that hard in this area, but I know we are. That's good. That's good. And, um, and coach, let's touch on uh, recruiting a little bit. Um, uh, do you recommend um, some of the juniors to do uh, unofficial visits, official visits? Um, what types of things do you recommend? Do you, re- do you recommend they email the coaches to get kind of put on notice? What are some of the things you recommend? Let's say top two right. or three things to recommend for uh, junior players to get noticed. Yeah, the, the, the big thing is communication. And like you said, with emails, that's very big. I definitely recommend go ahead and getting a golf resume put together. Now, that's okay. one that's done very professional. Don't don't take it lightly. Do it correctly. Okay. Um, and, and I'd go ahead and have that set up freshman year, sophomore year, and start sending that out to coaches. I mean, even, even places that you may not think you uh, uh, would have that much interest in. But if it's somewhere you think you could see yourself playing, send a coach that email and have okay. that playing resume in there, have references, swing videos, yeah, score, scores that are trackable so you can see progress. So if you've 
if you if you start it when you're a freshman or sophomore, by the time you're a junior or so, because that that summer your junior year is very important recruiting wise. Yeah. Right. Um, but definitely by then you'll have trackable progress, and a coach can see that and see if you're trending in the right direction and stuff like that, and and, and be persistent. If you, if you play two or three tournaments and you hadn't heard from the coach, well, you play well in a couple. Send him another email. Let him know how okay. you're doing. Um, and, and also, for me, personalize that email too. Once you put that resume together, you're filling out the email to send to the coach. Okay. Maybe do a little bit of research on the team, um, the coach itself. Anything you can do to personalize that email. That way, the coach knows you're taking an extra step. Okay. Um, that you're that much more interested or willing to do that much more work than somebody else. We had a a young man that we just signed, and I don't know if I just forgot about it or what, but he was very persistent on yeah. emailing me. Good. He emailed me, and I, I just looked over it the first time, and then the second time I called it, and then we started talking, and now he's signed to a golf scholarship to come play for us next year. So wow. be persistent. Be persistent. Because coaches, we get recruiting emails all the time. They come in. Yeah. 20 30 a day so you've got to make yourself stand out gotcha gotcha all right make sure make sure it's it's, it's like an att attention getter right yeah 100 gotcha. gotcha so um so scholarships coach so i know um most schools only do what four and a half scholarships i think or, it's yeah four and a half or five and a half somewhere in there I five think. and a half four and a half somewhere in mm -hmm. there and so um as far as like let's say academics um would you strongly recommend that the the junior players keep up with their academics so that way they can get a maybe a hybrid scholarship, maybe a little bit of golf, a little bit of academics. What what's your what's your thoughts on the uh, scholarship standpoint? Yeah, scholarships, I mean, HBCUs are just we're not um we, we may not have as much money as somebody else, but right. we are fortunate enough to be an NC Promise institution. So our tuition is quite a bit cheaper okay. um, than other schools in North Carolina. So that does help out. But academics definitely keep that up. We had, uh, I think we had like a 3.3 team GPA last semester. So obviously academics are very important to us. And it'll help you stand out too. If you've got a 72 or 73 stroke average and a 4.0 GPA, and then I've got a kid, same stroke average with a 2.8 GPA. Obviously we may be looking at that other kid a little bit more. Right. So that's, that's one aspect of it just right. ahead of scholarships. But yes, yeah, so every time we recruit, um, kids I also once they commit to us or um, sign their letter of intent and get accepted I, sh I send them the link to the general scholarship application to go right. ahead and fill that out okay and now at Fayetteville State that one application will apply you to every um, scholarship oh. at the school so wow it's, it's, it's super easy and I send that yeah. to all our kids and we have kids that have gotten it um, it's helped them out so they'll get a little bit athletic and then supplemental on the academics so yeah I would definitely keep your academics up that's a that's a huge deal for us. Um, obviously, you're a student athlete, so the student comes first. Good. Again, yeah, we got John Cole from Fayetteville State University. Um, Coach, what's been some of your highlights? What were some of your highlights from 2022? Uh, 2022, our big highlight was winning the, the HBCU in an Invitational at Chateau Alon in Atlanta. Ooh, that, yeah. I heard that's a tough course, Coach. <clears throat> it's not easy it's a lot of uh tight tee shots you've got to kind of work your way around the golf course a little bit and again that's where the course management side of things come in so it's i think the tees we played it was only 67 6800 yards but you're not hitting driver off of every team and right. things like that so you've got to be we want, to, we want to play aggressive but we want to play aggressive to our spots we don't want to 
make a lot of stupid mistakes off the tee, things like that. But yeah, it was, it's tough course management wise, but I think we did a, a good job of navigating that. Um, we had a freshman shoot two bogey free 67s. Um, was it, I think was he ended, again, coach? I was, I was following uh, him. Yeah. Caden Hodges. He's a, he's a stud, man. He's a player. Yes. We're bringing in, uh, we're bringing hey, another Midway high school kid next year too. We got to talk about Caden now. Yeah. Caden got good in a short period of time. Is that right? He did. And he, he's almost, I see a lot of myself in him because he's again a late bloomer. He kind of played some other sports. Yeah. Um, and then golf kind of he's really caught fire here in the last year or so. Exactly. Tell Caden yeah. we're following him. We we oh yeah. Know, most most of the junior dads, we we see when a player is like just like, okay, well, he's shooting in the in the high 60s. He's he's going under par. Like, okay, right. What did what did he do in high school? And so when you go right. back and look at his high school scores, they wasn't Right, they are right now. Yeah, it's dedication and work ethic. I mean, that's good. You won't, you'll be hard pressed to find a kid that works harder than he does. Okay. Yeah, he he works hard on the golf course. We work out three days a week. I mean, he's going hard in the gym. He's a strong student. So all aspects of the student athlete, he's doing really well. That's good. That's good. And so, um, and so, coach, when you look at college golf, all right. What do you see that needs needs to meet maybe needs to be improved a little bit when you look at the landscape of of college golf? Right. So my big thing is exposure. Okay. I think it's getting getting better. You've got a lot of these D one tournaments that are popping up on Golf Channel, yes. which I think is I think is really cool because college yeah. golf is very interesting. There's a lot of good teams, and the rosters are so small that golf trickles down a lot farther into the divisions than I think a lot of other sports do. Right. Um, and you've got the PGA Works Collegiate Championship that Scooter Clark puts on, um, and that's televised. And I think that's something that's been great, especially for minority golf. Right. Um, yeah. But but exposure is a big thing for me, and sure. I think it's getting better, but it still has got a little bit of ways to go. Um, okay. And the next thing is kind of – we I think we have 21 days of competition we're allowed to have in a season. Mm-hmm. And I think we're trying to push to like 25 or 26. Okay. We just play so many 36 hole one day events. And so you go, we're there when the sun comes up and we leave when the sun comes down. I mean, it's a 12, 13 hour day. I mean, it's, it's hard. And then you also have to drive home. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a long day. It's, it's very stressful on the coaches and the players. So I think they're trying to change that a little bit too. So you, so, so you, so what you're saying coach is it'll be a lot better if, right. if it was over two or three days and you could play 18, 18 and 18. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now, most of our tournaments, we play a practice round on Sunday. Right. On Sunday. We play okay. 36 on Monday and then 18 on Tuesday. So you're right. you spend a lot of hours at the golf course. And, and I know they're going to miss another day of school if we go to three days competitive. But a lot of our kids, their classes are already online and they, they manage it very well. So as long as the student manages the classes, I don't think it'll be an issue as far as missing class time. It's more of a a safety issue for me. I mean, we're, you're out there 13, 14 hours on those 36 whole days because it's a five and a half hour round. You're there an hour early. You got to get breakfast and do all that stuff. So it's, it's an extremely long grueling. day. For sure. It's grueling. It and, and you know what, and you know what else too, coach? It can, it can be, um, it can be strenuous on the scores as well, especially, oh, yeah. especially you yeah. talking about playing 36 holes in one day, carrying 20, 30 pounds. Yep you know, eight to 10 miles. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I mean, and it's, yeah. and it's 20 miles 
when you do 36 holes. You see? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's it mentally fatigued is fatiguing as well, too. So it's it's tough. I mean, it's I, I, I had to do it when I played college golf. And yeah. I get it. But I think it's the landscape could change a little bit. Well, good. Good. Well, Coach, give us a sneak peek um, in 2023. What's 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 uh, what are you looking forward to uh, this year? So we're we're ready to get fired up and start playing tournaments for sure. <laughs> know, that's right? that's our first uh, first goal. But yeah, we have a really competitive team. I think we can take it all the way and be back at the national championship again in Ohio this year. Right. Um, so we're, we're looking forward to that first and foremost. Um, right. And we've also had a really good year recruiting, getting ready for 2023, 2024. Um, but yeah, we're definitely looking kind of narrow sided into what's going on this season first. There you go. Yeah, looking, you know, team is coming together, looking good. And um, and it, when you, and when you, when you, if you, if you had to leave some some parting shots, coach, to junior parents, you know, college golfers, what what's the what's the what's the one thing that that you have stood by for a number of years? What what are some recommendations that you have? Sure. Yeah. It's just, just communicate well with your, with these coaches when you're emailing and stuff like that, make sure you're making a personalized note to your coach. Okay. Um, Cause again, these are guys that you want to uh, play for one day. So right. you've got to kind of sell yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's one thing I did when I was coming out of, of high school and also transferring to Appalachian. You have to take your time and really make these messages to coaches personable um, and have a message and let them know why you'd be a good fit for their team. Uh, that's kind of the first thing. And then again, just com- and communicate well. I get a lot of kids now that we text a lot and, okay. and stuff like that. And a lot of kids, they don't text you back immediately or within that day or so. And it's kind of frustrating. So just re- just send something back. Right. Communicate well. Just communicate. That that shows effort and intent. So That's good. That's good. So, all right, Coach. And so um, how can our listeners – uh, reach you, follow you, maybe on by email, social media. How can, sure. how can the players and parents get in touch with you? Uh, so my Twitter account is run underscore JMC eight six nine seven. I think my uh, my Instagram is uh, for the team is FSU underscore Broncos Golf. Okay, and then then my personal Instagram is run underscore JMC nine one zero. Okay. Good, good. Well, Coach, listen, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Um, I can't wait to get you on uh, college golf night. Uh, yes, sir. Again, we got about sixty parents, parents and juniors registered, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna be able to max out at least a hundred. Uh, oh yeah. On uh, on on February twenty third, seven o'clock, and uh, we're definitely looking forward to having you back on. Okay. Yes, sir. It's gonna be a great night. All right. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thanks, Ro. Thank you for listening to the Junior Golf Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. We hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. Also, feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch in the comments or on any of our social media networks. See you next week for a new episode.